and we're happy to have on a return guest here on CannabisRio.com and Grassroots Marketing. So we spoke to the, our guest back in June of last year, and we learned about Houston's Bayou City Hemp Company and craft beer distributor. Uh, they were bringing cannabis beverages to Texas customers back in June. So it was actually announced in May, but we spoke to our guest in June. And since then, we also have other things that are going on in terms of a return to talk about Eighth Wonder. And in the time that we've had our guest on, he has led the company from a small extraction operation to a vertically integrated multi-million dollar dollar successful uh, good manufacturing practices certified hemp manufacturing operation, brewery, distillery, and house of brands. I'm welcoming, welcoming back here to the program, the CEO of Bayou City Hemp and Eighth Wonder, Benjamin Meggs. Ben, thanks for being back on this Monday once again. Yeah, Brasco, thanks for having me. So we talked about cannabis beverages last time. And of course, we know that Texas is pretty much a, you say a dry state when it comes to anything that is cannabis right now for medical or adult use. But nevertheless, right. you've been only going to do this here. And there, I think we had vaguely touched on Eighth Wonder when we came on last time. But uh, like I said, what you've been doing right now in terms of, well, you, we did talk about Eighth Wonder because that's the brand for the flavored Water flavor smoothie seltzer. I remember we talked about we talked about yeah. the ranch water. That's right. And That's right. you know what? It was funny. It's like in memory, Brasco. Well, because you know what it was. I remember my boss. He's originally from Houston, and I asked yeah. him about that. Like after the interview, he's like, you know what? You ever had ranch water? He's like, yeah. He's not a fan of it, but it was like you know he knows what the drink was. He knows what and was. to go ahead and create something like that again and try to bring that forward was interesting. But now let's go ahead and we're roughly seven uh, seven almost eight months later. So. Yeah. What can you tell us about an update? Yeah, so man, a lot's happened in the state of Texas and in the in the <clears throat> industry of of cannabis and THC and 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 kind of where Bayou City sits. So I'll just kind of walk you through. Um, well, let me get a couple of things in. I see that you you know since we last talked, there was the Texas Hemp Awards, and your company was earned the title of top manufacturer in Texas. Yes, uh, we have earned that. Yes, that's wonderful. Now, yeah. what, what goes on now is that, has there been any changes in terms of the product line, anything you decided to add, or anything that's been allowed more of since we last talked? Yeah, so, you know, we, we've kind of, as, as any growing business really does, we're, we're figuring out where the market's going, and the market is is, is, is spoken. Um, and, and the market says they want more beverages and more gummies. Um, and, and, you know, that's at least in, in the state of Texas where we're at, and so we're really... We're really pushing that. Uh, in May of uh, this year, or May of 2023, we closed on the acquisition of Eighth Wonder. Uh, so, so we acquired Eighth Wonder, the brewery and distillery, and all of their assets, and and brought uh, the two co-founders, Aaron Corsi and uh, Ryan Soroka. We brought them on board to sit on our leadership team, um, and it, it's been a great marriage so far. And then that allowed us to vertically integrate on the beverage side to have the the manpower, the expertise, the capacity. All of that to uh, own the full supply chain and get ready for where this market's about to go. So you mentioned, and that was also at the time, same time we also talked, you had uh, taken over again the brewery, distillery, and cannabis for Eighth Wonder. And right. since then, there's other things that been going on. I, I see there's actually quite a few events you've actually had, uh, we've been featured on when it comes to, you know, creating events to help build the attention of. Absolutely. And one of the things I noticed was that there was a, with Indian food, 
Uh, there's a particular Indian restaurant you worked with to go and do that. I'm trying to get through the Houston Chronicles paywall to go and read about that, but I noticed it's also something you've actually done. So Absolutely. actually tell us about that. Yeah, you know, let me, so so with any growing, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll just kind of lead into, um, you know, Bayou City with 8th Wonder, we've got the house of brands. So now you're going to see our brands out there in the market. And part of that is as we try to build these brands and really get exposure, we're going to be putting on these different series. One of those series is called High Society. It's a dinner series. And in the first place we did that was uh, at, at, you know, at Musafir, which is just an absolutely incredible um, restaurant. And uh, the owners welcomed us with open arms, the chef, beverage director. It was, it was, uh, it was quite an experience and what a way to introduce um, consumers uh, to this great plant. Oh, website was 365 things, things to do in Houston, actually. Taking this from so <laughs> interesting. You thought that going with this restaurant, Musafir, India yeah. uh, fusion, but the idea is it's an upscale injury, avant garde dinner collaboration. And the idea was you created mocktails and cocktails with Eighth Wonder Brewery beverages. So when you put that yeah, together, you know, well, but also, the, what, what, can you, what can you tell us about the, uh, the courses that were being put together and how it, you know, how the palate really kind of held up? Because I'm noticing right now, okay, they had. Hep cookies of foie gras, mushroom varieties of cream cheese and almond, sable, hemp, nihari, birria tacos, featuring slow braised pulled goat. Are you getting hungry now, folks? Hemp mm -hmm. chi and nihari consomme, badami short ribs with hemp, butter, garlic naan, and bang ravi for a dessert, a combination of hemp streusel with rabdi cremoso, confit apple, and chocolate hemp leaf. That's, so even part of it was also just incorporating hemp into the dish and into the beverage. So... How did that come together? You know, how did it come out and well, how was the feedback of it? Yeah. So, you know, um, Chef Mayank at, at Musafir, he he grew up in a part uh, of the world where hemp is legal um, and his culture, his cuisine, they cooked with it for growing up his entire life. They cooked with hemp. It was well known. And that's and so what really it made a perfect little marriage with us because we've got all the science expertise and. Uh, we brought all in that and they worked with chef to put together this incredible menu that, uh, you know, he, it's different when you've been cooking with this stuff culturally for, uh, you know, hundreds of years, thousands of years. And, and he knew just what to do with it. The combination with those ingredients was, uh, it was, it, it was quite an experience. I'll tell you. Now, the other thing I noticed that when you were offering this dinner, it was done at two separate times. And you had a low-dose seating and a high-dose seating. What was the difference? Yeah, so, you know, low-dose uh, was 20 milligrams. And again, you know, you say 20 milligrams. Uh, just just for reference, um, when you take a gummy, it's usually 10 milligrams, whether that's from here, Colorado, wherever. A THC gummy is about 10 milligrams. And so the low-dose dinner was 20 milligrams, and the high-dose was 40. Now, what that didn't take into account is all the milligrams you were going to be drinking. And so, you know, that may sound like a crazy amount of milligrams, but remember, in one of the dishes, it was just in the chutney. So unless you devoured the whole bowl of chutney, you aren't going to get the entire milligram percentage, if you will. So it was a very, very mild introduction, I would say, um, to eating cannabis in a very, very sophisticated and elegant way. It will be interesting now. There's been a lot in terms of when we last talked before, there was also where Eighth Wonder's on, uh, undergone a, a new look that she, she took over and you have some expansion plans. So that was talked about as well. 
and that was announced by your team. And you were looking to go ahead and you had said, quote, that you were looking to see a refreshed aesthetic signifying the evolution of the brand while preserving the iconic spirit of Eighth Wonder that Texans know and love. So take me through that right now. I know you've already had can designs for the core four beers that you already have right now in place. And you wanted to create a clean, a clean modern look to reflecting the forward thinking mindset while staying true to the heritage. Yeah, that's right. And so, you know, I mean, one of the first things we did when when the transaction happened, we we wanted to we wanted to really cut down and and uh, you know just um, we wanted to cut down on the beer skews. Quite honestly, I mean, you know, the beer market is where it's at, and then we saw that we wanted to be able to take a more national approach to the beer. Um, we still want to have the great tasting craft beer, uh, but that model. Um, it's, it's a difficult model right now with beer dropping and, and cannabis is really, that's the catalyst for us, but uh, we wanted to lift the brand and, and keep some of the more mainstream beers that we have. Just, uh, you know, give them a little bit of a facelift, uh, make it fun and playful. And um, and it was time, you know, Eighth Wonder's been around for 10, the better part of 10 years, if not a little longer. And um, it, it was time for a, a refresh. And so we did that. And then while doing that, uh, you know, it allowed us the ability to um, really lean into our cannabis brands, which are going to be leading the way, and that's Eighth Wonder, Little Bit, Eighth Wonder uh, Cannabis Wonder Water. Um, so those are the two Eighth Wonder brands. Then we have Howdy, uh, THC Seltzer, and then we also have Beach Break. And so we, you know, we have nine beverage SKUs currently. Um, we'll have ten very soon. And then we also have a THC Spirit, which is Ocho Verde. And then we also have every one of our gummies match both in flavor and uh, milligrams they correspond to our beverages fantastic now for people just going to remember some of the flavors when it comes to eighth wonder uh for the hemp derived low dose thc beverages on tap and cans to go you have them as non-alcoholic they range from two milligrams to 10 milligrams of thc per serving ranch water paloma cherry limeade and others are available and you're also doing some facility upgrades to eighth wonder into the brewery itself some more welcoming spaces. And so at the moment, this trajectory of bringing the product here, again, Texas derived, doing this right now with the brewery and the experience of having that really just the, that social and climate right there, the, that ambiance, whether it's, you know, just as the brewery itself or taking it out to other restaurants and giving it just a full different feel of the palate. You know, we've seen that companies that'll do something like this where they'll, add into the mix of trying to go ahead and say, okay, let's do something where we do, you know, where infused dishes go along with the beverages. Sure. And, you know, after this first one with the, in the, in the restaurant with Basafer, are there other places that have kind of responded to you about doing the same thing? Yes, absolutely. Um, and, and not just, you know, the, the very high society dinner series. Um, there's going to be a lot more of that. Those are going to be announced very soon, but there's also going to be um, more, localized or, or less expensive places, if you will. Uh, we're going to be doing a bunch of different series that have uh, different cuisines and and different um, levels of, of price points, if you will. Um, because, you know, THC goes great with tacos too. Uh, and tacos don't have to be, you know, they don't, I think the Musafir dinner was, which for what you got was extremely reasonable. It, it was quite expensive, but I think we'll do some that are not that extravagant, if you will. Um, 
and you know, so as far as the eighth wonder, uh, the tap room goes, you know, we're, we are, we, we talked about doing upgrades there and really leaning in. And I think, you know, we're, we're pushing, uh, cannabis very strongly. And so you know, we've got a lot of uniqueness there. And so you, you, we've just hired a, uh, GM of hospitality, Adam Monroe. Uh, we brought him over from, uh, Bostino's and, um, Tavern on the Green, places like that. So, uh, he's going to do a really, really fine job of, uh, lifting up and, and, and sophisticating and just kind of giving a facelift to the facilities there. Um, and while taking into account, it's very important to us to, you know, Aaron and Ryan, the group over at Eighth Wonder, they, they, they built such a longstanding, great cultural place. And, and we want to maintain that. Uh, we just want to lean into cannabis and, and give it a little bit of a facelift as we move it forward. Um, it, it's such a unique, opportunity to have our own brick and mortar where we can put out products so quickly and have the consumers try them real time, get feedback before it goes into distribution. Um, and, and, you know, with the eighth wonder acquisition, that that's what that allowed. We, we've got all the relationships, the distribution and, and what they had built for the last 10 years, which is, you know, they, they, they built a culture there. Uh, they have a real brand with, you know, it, it's pretty incredible. Now, one of the things when it comes to Texas, there is a very res- very restrictive medical marijuana market there in the state, but it's only under the Texas Compassionate Use Act that, that's being allowed. And one of the things that's being noticed is that obviously your team is able to go and take I wonder and take the distillery, the tap room, the brewery, because of the fact that there is no language that says anything about, you know, creating cannabis consumption knowledge. But and then in the sense, you know, we're hearing a lot about that now in other states, especially with Vegas or New York or Illinois, and they all want to create consumption lounges. And that's the part where, you know, you get a chance here with what you're doing with Eight Wonder. And also there's others, I'm able to imagine, that try to do the same thing of creating a different type of consumption lounge. Because, you know, it's not just the food, not just the drink. But, I mean, do you see it where, you know, there's a way of creating a different style of consumption lounge? I mean, I can imagine. You know, are we, you know, have a spot where the dance floor with a two-step going on? And, you know, are we, uh, are we going out there and, uh, you know, going out there and, and creating that, that, that real, well, uh, the nightclub so, atmosphere that would be, you know, customary. I mean, can you do the same thing without having it be alcohol? Is that something that you're looking to do with a wonder? And that's kind of like the idea of redesigning the idea of the consumption lounge. Yeah. Brasco, that's a, man, you get the nail on the head, really. Uh, so it, it's twofold. So Yes you're going to see significant changes that lean in very heavily uh, to what a consumption lounge would be um, in the direction of Eighth Wonder. Uh, we will still have our amazing beer, but, uh, you know, there, there's the consumers of today want more than just alcohol and beer, and we're going to give them that experience, and it's going to be very unique, and it'll be the first of its kind. I think uh, the, the closest to it would be uh, Wild. Um, Wild's done a really great job of, of putting in a light, uh, consumption lounge, you're going to see us leaning in quite a bit heavier and, and it's going to be a destination. It, it's, uh, it'll be the first of its kind. It's going to be very exciting and, th- and that'll be coming in the near future. Um, the other thing is it's, it's not just our location. So we're going to be a unique location, uh, because we're, we're going to get to lean in so heavily because it's ours. But, um, the, the unique part about this is in the next two weeks, um, uh, three weeks max, you're going to see, it's going to be at every bar and restaurant on shelf, uh, traditional shelves. This is going to be something that, yes, so when you go two-step, you will be able to get it. When you go have tacos, you will be able to get it. Anywhere you go, 
you're going you're going to be able to buy it, whether that's on premise or off premise. Um, and you're going to see some announcements coming out very very quickly that um, that will prove that. I see. I can imagine where that's. I mean, that's really just encompassing what the uh, the Houston lifestyle is, and I can imagine if they get spread out to other parts of the state. So, like, I mean, Austin. Let's go ahead and obviously have a very vibrant social li- li- nightlife. But I mean, I can imagine you know get the two step out, get a line dancing going. Listen, I know what line dancing about enough because I've seen some of the bars, uh, the country clubs, uh, country nightclubs out in here, and I know what the line dancing. Listen, I know the right. um a plenty when they go to those places. That's that right. that's right. much more popular than it is any other nightclubs because that's where you actually still see dancing. Like well, that's, that's right. I mean, it's it's a it's a it's a great social atmosphere, and and I can tell you, I mean, uh, the, the the funny thing about all of this is people are either getting high before, during, or after, and now before or after, and now they can do it during. You know, that's yeah. that's key without you know without the flower aspect and having to smell it and all the other things, and so. You know, it's it's going to be a fast moving market, and I'm I'm just really excited to to you know our, our team certainly is to get to be a part of it, lead the way, and and lean in. And and you're right, there is a there's a medical market here in the state of Texas. It is restricted um, quite heavily, but yeah, I um, mean, you know, there's a lot of patients that that um, you know as they expand the licenses, which they're they're working to do. Um, when that happens, then there will be, as any other good market, there's going to be competition, and that should drive a better market for the patients. I think eventually they'll get to a medical uh, program that's a little more expanded. I would imagine that would be probably the ceiling that Texas will go and take. I don't think it'll ever we'll ever see a day where it goes to adult use, the recreational. I don't know if it gets to that point. It, that would be uh, quite a jump, unless it's a federal oversight. But for me, well, I, I just well, go ahead. Well, Brasco, I mean, it, it's, <laughs> yes, they will never go adult use here, um, but they will have a, there will be a robust medical program in Texas and that will be for the higher dose. But just keep in mind that what I just told you, we're, we're about to put all of our products on traditional shelves and traditional right. markets. So, uh, you know, call it what you want. It may be M derived, but, uh, you know, the molecules the same. Um, it's, it's, uh, we're living within, in, uh, you know, the confines of the law and it, it's, they wrote it that way for a reason. Uh, Hold on, on top of that, your younger demographic right now, they're getting, they're going a swing away from alcohol. They're going for products like yours. Every we're just starting to see it more and more. And it's not wine. It's not beer. It, or if it's going to be beer, it's going to be something where it's like this, where it's not going to be we, a much more natural, beer. organic feel to it. And we sell beer and spirits too. We love them. Yeah. So, we're, you know, we just, we, we own the other side too. And I can tell you. What we're seeing and what everybody else is seeing in the market is that every generation that comes along is drinking them l- less than the, the one before it. And now, so, do you look at do you look at Eighth Wonder in terms of the the brewery and just the, the tap room? Do you look at that as a, more like a consumption lounge? And is that a concept now that you've heard from other you know other states? Have there been people that have tried to consult you and say, hey, you know what? I got a Vegas license, man. I should be doing some sort of a line dancing type of country style, country themed. Yeah, but listen, music's super popular right now. It's mainstream. It's super important right now. And, you know, for anything else, anybody can try to put a, a consumption lounge. If we're trying to figure out what's the best way to go do it, do we need a DJ in residency or do we need to do something else, something a little more creative? I don't see why there's a, the country thing doesn't go with it. I mean, it's not it's not a, a Southern thing anymore. It's a, it's a nationwide thing. It's like, it's not, it's so common. It's so mainstream. So like, why not go that route? And is that, if that's, is that something that you looked at yourself? You know, with what you've been doing with that consumption lounge, and if that is an idea that other people have come to you about, 
Yeah, I mean, you know, it's a it's a very small group out there right now that that is 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 really that has the means and capabilities to do this. Most of these groups are are trying to play on the uh, medical side or where there's adult use. Yeah, we're not playing any of those games. We're simply creating a bar that also and you already we already have it i mean you can go in our tap room right now we've we've already taken down part of the wall and expanded the bar and now we have a cannabis corner over there that is you know all of our taps for cannabis are on the wall over there all of our gummies everything's there and there's alcohol on the other side of the tap room right i mean on the same tap wall just uh, you know across the ways a little bit and so we already have a consumption lounge it's not fully redone it's not it's not where we're taking it but as far as consuming we have consumption because the products that we put out can be consumed in normal bars and restaurants. Um, we're, you know, most people in the rec markets, the entire market's about flour. Everything's flour. Now that's starting to change pretty rapidly. Um, but, you know, when, when most people speak about consumption lounges, they think, oh, it's a place where we can, uh, like your Amsterdam coffee houses where you can smoke a joint inside. Well, those days are a little bit different now in that, uh, you know, we're, we're going after the mainstream market. We're not just trying to get the dispensaries and, and the people who buy high dose, the consumers that buy high dose. We're trying to capture the entire consumer. Um, and, and so, you know, where, yes, will people be smoking joints of, of hemp-derived flour that's legal in the backyard? Yeah, but inside, no. I mean, you can have a beverage and get high just as well as uh, you know, someone is socially drinking beer and get it, you know, but beside you. Exactly. Now let's go to the websites and really, you know, hit the point home. So you, first of all, Bayou City Hemp Company, and we don't talk too much about it, but uh, you have a thing where you can help for others to create cannabis products. So vertical integrated extraction processing, uh, supercritical CO2 technology, extracting CBD and other valuable cannabinoids from the hemp plant. You have that going for you. And of course, eighth wonder you, you created the product proper. And website for Bayou City Hemp is BayouCityHemp.com. B a y o u CityHemp.com. And for eighth wonder, it's in East Downtown Houston, Texas. Website is eighth wonder the number a t h wonder.com. And real quickly, can I get just a wrap of what you have in terms of what eighth wonder have right now has right now in terms of products and what you could do for others under the name of Bayou City Hemp. Yeah, so uh, I'll, I'll explain the way it, it kind of works. So Bayou City Hemp is, is, is that's really where our cannabis manufacturing is. Um, and then um, Eighth Wonder is a brand that also has hospitality. Um, and then we, so Eighth Wonder's got a tap room. It's got a THC brand. It's got alcohol licenses. It has all of that. And then we have our THC brands, uh, which are, you know, 8th Wonder Cannabis. And then we have Howdy, which is uh, siphowdy.com. And then we have Beach Break, which is um, a- another beverage brand that that we we have out there. And so, um, you know, we've got nine THC beverage SKUs right now under those three brands. Um, and we have matching gummies uh, with it. And then, of course, we've got a, a THC Spirit, uh, which is it's a non-alcoholic um, agave flavored spirit basically that uh, uh you know it's behind the bar if you will it's called ocho verde um it's under the eighth wonder cannabis brand as well uh so we have our house of brands that we produce for and then we also under bayou city hemp we contract manufacture for other brands um so you're going to see a lot uh, you know other beverage brands floating out there gummy brands things like that and so we we help uh groups uh 
produce those and bring those to market. Fantastic. Really appreciate you taking time out to go and talk to us again. And so much has happened since we last talked. So, you know, we'll definitely keep in touch again. I get here with Benjamin Meggs, CEO of Bayou City Hemp and Eighth Wonder. Thanks again for being back on those and, uh, you know, best of luck. Hey, thanks, Brasco. Uh, good luck out there.